Dream to Reality Entertainment presents the Think Tank Podcast. Starring your host, he's a podcaster, photographer, filmographer, writer, conspiracy fascist, entrepreneur, explorer, color commentator, picky eater, beer ninja, secret agent, and the world's most influential humanoid, he is Ryan the Area Man. And now, coming to you pre-recorded from the very secretive D2R Studios, deep undercover in the world's deepest, darkest, most secure, Hadron Collider and Nuclear Bomb Tested and Approved Doomsday Bunker, here is Ryan the Area Man! What is up? I am Ryan the Area Man. This is the Think Tank Podcast. Welcome to another episode. Thanks for downloading, subscribing, rating, reviewing, you know, all that awesome stuff that you do. Um, yeah. Real quick, go to uh, thearyman.com, click the sponsor tab down at the bottom right, then the Amazon banner at the top of that next page. Buy whatever you're going to buy anyways. Pretty much everybody does some form of shopping on Amazon. Take this extra uh, few clicks and uh, and help us. This uh, Amazon kicks us back a small percentage of your purchase. Basically, they take it out of their profit and uh, throw a little bit to us. So, um, it's a good deal. doesn't cost you anything extra, and it helps out the podcast. And why wouldn't you want to do that? After all, you are getting this entertainment, this information, this uh, whatever you want to call this, for free. You don't have to pay for anything. And it, it helps you get you through, the, through your day. So, uh, do that little bit. Also, um, our other fine, fine sponsor, phoenixbeardoils.com. Go there, check out the different uh, fragrances. Obviously, you can't smell them online, although it would be cool to be able to do a scratch and sniff on your computer screen or phone. But uh, there's descriptions of the different fragrances, and um, you can always get a sample pack if you're if you're unsure. Get a sample pack, and uh, I think you get like, I want to say 12 different fragrances in the sample pack how can you beat that i mean it's crazy i I don't i imagine there's 12 or more fragrances out there so you can literally try everything with a sample pack and then uh you know once you find one you like or find two or three that you like go back and order the uh the bigger bottles of them anyways during checkout at phoenixbeardoils.com enter the promo code d2r that's the letter D, the number 2, the letter R. You're going to get 10% off your entire order, and they're going to include a free sample. So let's just say there's 15 fragrances out there. You pick 12 of your the ones you, you're most interested in trying, and then they're going to include an additional one. So really, you're going to get 13 different samples if you got the sample pack, and, uh, and you're going to get 10% off the, the sample pack price. How can you beat it? You can't. That's my point. So go do it. And, uh, yeah. Today, interesting topic. Uh, we, we start out talking about the Vimana. 
If you don't know what the hell that is, uh, we kind of explain what it is. Um, we watch a, a short video on YouTube uh, that kind of sets up the conversation. Um, you can follow along. We, we talk. We, we tell you how to follow along in the meat of the episode. So I'm not going to go through that here. We start talking about uh, about the Vimana, and we kind of transition into a conversation about time travel. And then we present some other time travel cases and discuss them. And yeah, it's time travel is a weird thing. I don't know if it's fully possible, but we discuss it, we contemplate it, and uh, yeah. So, anyways, you can follow along. I would say for this episode, it's not required. But it would be handy to be sitting at a computer with your YouTube pulled up and your Google and uh, kind of follow along while we discuss various topics. So, with that being said, let's, uh, let's scurry on into the meat of the episode and uh, I'll, uh, I'll discuss a little bit more on the back end. So, take it away. Welcome, Dave. What's up, my brother? What's going on? All right. So, you're here, once again, for another Think Tank. The only way this works is if I'm here. If I'm not here, then it won't work, because I'm not here. Well, that's true. We have done Think Tanks without you. Yeah, I know, but like, when we're talking, and you're like, you're here, so that's good. Well, you're done. Yeah. Like, you <laughs> wouldn't be talking to me if I wasn't here. It would be weird if I uh, did one of these, <laughs> pretending like you were here, but you weren't actually here. <laughs> that would be weird. That would be weird. Oh. I'm not that good at improv. I think I could do that. I don't think I could pull that off. I think I could. You could. Yeah. You could be both people. Dude, I had a weird dream about improv actually last night. No, let's just say about me. <laughs> no, <laughs> made no. Me nervous for a second. No, it was about Bobby Lee actually. Oh, really? It was the weirdest thing. Speaking of that, by the time people hear this, we just saw Bobby Lee and yeah. Are you going now? Yeah. Oh, didn't oh you, you didn't. Tickets. You didn't. Eric didn't tell you. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Eric got tickets. For just me and him. No shit. But he got a Groupon where they were like really fucking cheap. Oh, nice. So I don't, and they're in the lower part, uh-huh. but I don't know where because oh, he has cool. them. No, I didn't know that. I was going to ask you about it today. And I yeah. So we'll be there. We'll probably see you because yeah. you'll be way up. Yeah, I'll be way front. up in those I was movies. thinking about giving you the uh, little uh, recorder thing for your meet and greet just in case. Yeah, totally, dude. I'll take it with me. And get whatever you get and we'll do something with yeah, it. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, but yeah, back to the dream, dude. Sure. I, don't, I don't know where we were at. It was at like a, I want to say maybe a, a, I'm assuming it must be like a company function, like a party, a banquet dinner or something, and Bobby Lee was there. And I went up to him, and I'm like, hey, Bobby Lee, like, you know, I love your, your work, you're pretty funny, you know, blah, blah, blah. I was like, so you're from L.A., right? He's like, I don't know you, man. I ain't telling you where I'm from. I'm like, I'm not. That sounds not. like something he would say. And I'm like, dude, I'm not. And he was getting really pissed. I'm like, dude, I'm not, like, trying to get your address. I'm just trying to compare, like... LA style comedy and improv versus like the Midwest Chicago stuff because that's what I know. Like, is there a big difference? You know, that's all I want. I want to talk shop with you. I don't want to fucking write you and follow you and stalk you and shit. Like, I know, I, I know. Not so trying many, to show up on your front door. Yeah, dude. I've met so many celebrities, dude. Like, I'm trying to be like a celebrity, so I don't get that starstruck thing. You're just another person to me, you know. Right. And he's like, whatever, man. He stormed away, and I'm like, what the 
fuck? That's weird. So then I went over and I was walking back over <laughs> and Joy, the weird thing is, is Joy's always there in my dreams, but she didn't say a fucking thing the whole thing. She was just like there, you know, like an accessory. She was there. But, uh, so, you know, anyways, we, uh, I was walking over and an employee was like, yeah, there's Dave Block right there. And he's like, he does these really th- crazy things. I was listening to a podcast where he like did this improv whole backstory of this girl that lost her virginity to a Barbie doll or Care Bear or something. And, and he just went on and on and it was totally crazy. And I'm like, yeah, I, I do that kind of shit, you know? And, and the guy's like, I'll do something. And I was like, no, no, no. Like, it's weird. Like, you know, just to throw it out there. And he's like, come on. I'm like, all right. So I started doing some character and telling this whole big long backstory about being beating up a kid, like, on a bicycle one time and took his bike. And I don't remember what the story was. I was going on. Well, then I got, like, a crowd around me. And they were all laughing. And, and it was just like I was just performing for this group of people. And then Bobby Lee comes over. And I finished up my thing, and everyone's like, oh, keep going, keep going. I'm like, no, man, I need to go get some water. Like, I'm set. Like, it's going to start getting food or whatever. And he comes up to me, he sits down at my table, and he's like, hey, man, like, why are you not, like, more famous? I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, dude, you're fucking hilarious. Like, I can't even do the shit you just did. Like, that character you just did? Where'd that come from? I was like, I don't know. Just put it together just now. Dude, you're, you've got it, man. You've got the improv. Like, you, you've you done improv more than anyone I've ever seen. Like, you could go. Dude, I, I got to hook it with my agent. I, I got to. And I'm like, Hey, whatever, man. Uh, I don't not tell you where I want to live, though. And then I woke up, so I don't know what that was all about. But it was just very strange. Interesting. If at the meet and greet you have a similar kind of thing, like I know, you would ask him that question, just uh, uh, because now it's it would be like a says a uh, inside joke for yeah, you. Yeah, for you me, ask yeah. him the question and see how he responds. And then if he responds the way in your dream, you'd be like, "Whoa, mine fucked." <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it would be really cool because then if I like started doing some improv or something, and he got impressed, it would be really badass. Yeah. I could probably like, I could see me like fucking with Tom Green, like improving with him or something. Right. Just giving him shit or whatever. You guys can but, suck on some cow udders together. That would be cool. That'd be cool. <laughs> so I don't know. Back to back to what we got. We're, let's do some real stuff here. Yeah. So speaking of mind fuck. Sorry. Yeah. I just thought I just thought about that. I don't know why. Uh, all right, so let's go. What the fuck? Where in the fuck is the? Why is this all children porn? What are you looking at, <laughs> Dave? Not supposed to say it to the listeners. It's supposed to be a surprise. Oh, okay. So those are pictures of me as a kid too. That's really weird, dude. Uh-huh. Dave. Oops, yeah, that's oh shit. That's the wrong folder. My bad. All right. So what do we got here? <laughs> uh, eight U.S. soldiers disappear, removing. A 5,000-year-old flying machine from Afghan cave. What? Have Wait, you heard the, this? No. I've never heard of no U.S. So this wasn't... There. Wait. No, no, that's not the one I... No, I'm thinking of something different. What were you thinking? The one that we had talked about before where they got captured or whatever. They were, like, in the wrong... This is a couple months ago we talked about it. There was, like, Navy SEALs or whatever. And they got captured, and then they, like, denied that they were there. And they said it was an accident. They got off course. They were uh, kind of reconnaissance missing practice or some shit maybe this is the same thing no i don't know i don't remember being in afghan though i thought it was somewhere else i don't remember having that conversation but maybe we did i don't know we did it was right after i talked to my buddy and he was telling me about it it was on the news because he said oh that shit going on in the news right now oh oh that was uh yeah one guy like ran off uh and a bunch of other guys went out looking for him and ended up getting shot and shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's, a, that's a whole different thing than what this is. But yeah, there's a whole bunch of... that's That happened, like, a couple of years ago, and, like, there's people... Some of these guys that survived getting shot are, like, literally vegetables at this point. Yeah. And all because this guy, like... 
what was he trying to do? I can't remember the exact thing. It's something like he didn't like their commander, so he was going to defect and walk however many, whatever, over to a complete another base that was a U.S. base and tell them and their commander that he had defected from his commander and that and he will only be under them now. Like, kind of these things where he, he got this big idea that he could be in charge and do his own thing mm-hmm. because he didn't, he thought his commander was an asshole or something, something right. like this, something like that. And he gets, goes off and ends up getting like, uh, captured by like ISIS or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, some weird shit. And, and so then they held him hostage or whatever. And in the meantime, like this, the rest of his group of guys, whatever they call that. Platoon? Platoon, something, yeah. yeah. Uh, figure out that well, dude's missing like where did the fuck did he go and then so they send guys out looking for him then they find out that you know he he went and got captured and he's being held hostage so then they go to retrieve him in the process of searching for him and retrieving him a bunch of guys get shot and killed uh not all of them died but a whole bunch of guys died from it and now this guy's because he's the reason these guys got killed. So now there's, like, this guy's being charged for, like, I don't know if it's, like, war crimes wow. or some shit like that. That's what that was. Yeah, yeah okay, this here news story? Something completely yeah, different. Yeah, no, I never heard this shit. Okay. When did this happen? Uh, let's see. It does have a date, I don't think. All right, we'll just read it and let's just figure it out. Let's go. All right. Let's rock and roll. Um, all right, so... Let's let's start here. A a Vimana. You know what a Vimana is? We'll start there. Not a clue. Alright, let's let's first go with a Vimana, then we'll go back to the new story. A Vimana is a word with several meanings range, ranging from temple or palace to mythological flying machines described in Sanskrit epics. References to these flying machines are, are commonplace in ancient Indian texts, even describing their use in warfare. Okay. Okay. That's the basic uh definition of a vimana okay uh they're they, they say mythological but the sanskrit epic it's kind of like a know, the, the tablet yeah, type thing but yeah. it's a whatever they used over in afghanistan or whatever um hindu texts and shit like that mm-hmm. um okay all right so let's see where was the thing right here all right I got like nine it. web pages so yeah no, i see that trying to uh, all right a vimana has been discovered in a cave in Afghanistan. It has attracted the attention of world leaders, including U.S. President Obama. A group of soldiers made the discovery on a scout mission in the desert of Afghanistan. Eight U.S. troops are missing after making the discovery. FYI, a Vimana... Oh, it tells you right here. guess we should have uh, just Kept read reading, this. Yeah. Vimana is an ancient flying machine described in ancient Indian Sanskrit epics. Uh, the Vimana found in Afghanistan is reported to be an estimated 5,000 years old. It is said to be protected by a strange energy barrier that is preventing troops from extracting the Vimana. What caused the sudden rush of these most powerful leaders of the Western world to go to Afghanistan? This report continues. What, uh, was to directly view the discovery by U.S. military scientists of what is described as a Vimana entrapped in a time well that has already caused the disappearance of at least eight American soldiers trying to remove it from a cave it has been hidden in for the past estimated 5,000 years. Um, you've heard of George Norrie? No. He does the... Uh, it's pretty famous 
AM radio show uh, across the country. It's called Coast to Coast. Mm-hmm. You never heard of that? I've heard of that, but okay, I know it's name. George Norrie's the host of it. Okay, okay. So they, he he inter- interviewed uh, somebody about this. Maybe what I can do is I'll I don't know. Do I want to insert that? Because it's like a the interview he does is like thirty minutes long. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm not going to play that specifically for us to listen to right right but maybe I'll, I'll throw it maybe i'll throw it in at the end when we're done debating this i'll throw that in afterwards and then right. people can I'll, I'll let people know i'll kind of talk about it like when we're done talking we'll go come out of it i'll then throw it to that people can either fast forward or listen and then that's how i'll wrap up the whole okay. episode cool. so we'll throw it in at the end if you right. if you want to hear more about this uh that interview but I will show you one video. I want to see it. Um, but first, let's finish the uh, article. The article here uh, from the ancient accounts found in the Sanskrit epic, the Mahab- Mahabharata, something like that. Well, uh, bless you. Yeah, <laughs> we know that a, a vimana measured twelve cubits in circumference with four strong wheels. Apart from its blazing missiles, the I'm going to sneeze again. Mahabharata records the use of its other deadly weapons that operated via a circular reflector. When switched on, it produced a shaft of light, which, when focused on any target, immediately consumed it with its power. Wow, so it's got like a, sh- a beam of ray, a beam yeah. of light, laser. Um, most intriguing of all this, or, or most intriguing of all about this report is it's stating that not just any Vimana has been discovered, but from the ancient writings contained in the cave where it was discovered, it claims that its rightful owner is the ancient prophet Zoroaster, Zoroaster, something like that, who was the founder of the argu- of arguably one of the most important religions of all time called, oh my God, Zoroastrianism. Yeah, Zoroastrianism. Okay, first of all, let's let's break that down for one second, only because I want to be a dick. Okay. Uh, founder of arguably one of the most important religions of all time. Yeah, nobody's ever heard. And of no one's ever heard about well, it. What the fuck are you talking let's about? Let's look that up. Honestly, I think that's Zoroastrianism. It's the first one. Look at that shit. Well, you start putting it in, and it comes up. Is one of the world's oldest monotheistic religions. It was founded by the prophet Zoroaster in ancient Iran, approximately thirty-five hundred years ago. Well, wait a minute. How can it own? How can he own it if he has only done it thirty five hundred years ago? And that's saying five thousand. Yeah. Ah. So they've just contradicted uh, yourself there, homos. I wonder. Allegedly. Yeah, I wonder if they put that in that five thousand just to make it seem like it's been there longer. Maybe. Um, I don't know. All right. Keep on going. Should we? Let's see. I kind of want to look more into this real quick. Because uh, I want to see if it's it's one of the oldest and at one time most powerful religions, combining a cosmogonic dualism and why do I even try <laughs> uh, these <laughs> eschatological eschatological yeah monotheism. monotheism in a manner unique among the major religions of the world. Okay, he exalted their deity of wisdom. This reminds me of um, Dude, Where's My Car? Zoltan. Yeah. Or Zoltar, or whatever it was. I was trying to get, like, what the general thing is. 
good thoughts, good words, good deeds. There is only one path, and that is the path of truth. Do the right thing because it is the right thing to do, and then all beneficial rewards will come to you also. Well, it sounds logical. Like Buddhist, in a way. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it's like a pre-version of Buddhism or something. Terminology overview. All right. This is the overview to give you the timeline. Theology and practices. Let's see what the practices were real quick. The religion states that active participation in life through good deeds is necessary to ensure happiness and to keep chaos at bay. So it's just like Buddhism. (laughs) Buddhism. Uh, This active participation is a central element in Zoroaster's concept of free will. And Zoroastrianism rejects all forms of monasticism. Monasticism. Okay. Monast. Yeah. Uh, okay. Aurora Mazda. Ahura. <laughs> well, I don't know if we need to read all that. Yeah, it doesn't I'm help trying us. to. Basically. All right. In in its tradition, life is a temporary state in which a, a mortal is expected to actively participate in the continuing battle between truth and falsehood. Prior to being born, the soul of an individual is still united with its guardian spirit and which have existed since Mazda created the universe. During life, the whatever acts as a guardian and protector. On the fourth day after death, the soul is reunited with its whatever, frappuccino, (laughs) in in which the experiences of life in the material world are collected for the continuing battle in the spiritual world. For the most part, the Z word does not have a notion of reincarnation, at least not until the final renovation of the world. Followers of something Kardashian in India believe in me even the Kardashians were back then <laughs> and practice vegetarianism vegetarianism wow I can't even say that now I'm laughing too hard alright yeah I don't it doesn't really tell you other than the well, fact that the point is I think what it is is it's basically an early version I mean, but maybe how long has Buddhism been going on I think Buddhism's been around for a long fucking time yeah. let's just take their word for it this was an early on religion and at one point uh, was very powerful. From 600 BCE to 650 CE. Ah, okay. See, what the hell is what CE? What the fuck is, yeah, continuing education. No. What it, that's like, what's BCE? Before Christ uh, was elected? What is? The, what the hell is the E? Apparently it's been questioned too in Google. Before the Common Era. Oh, it usually refers to the Common Era. The years are the same as ADBC. That is, BC is usually understood to mean before the Common Era, and CE to mean Common Era. Though it is possible to reinterpret the abbreviation as Christian Era. Huh. Yeah, I, I always thought it was before Christ. That's what. Isn't that what ACDC stands for? After Christ, the devil comes. Yeah. Yeah. Or the electrical. Yeah, the voltage thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, Actual current and de- direct so, current. But that doesn't really say when. Get a so time from, time is that basically, it would be considered 600 BC BC to 650 AD? Because that's a really long time then. We're talking like 1,250 years, basically. Because yeah, yeah. BC counts down and then AD right. goes up. Right. Right? Yeah. So I don't know. It, or it could just be for 50 years it lasted. But no, no, it's, it's, no, it's, yeah, it's got to be 600 B.C. to basically 650 A.D. is what it's saying. So yeah. for 1,250 years, this religion existed and was like a a thing. And, and that that coincides more with the 350 because we're in 2000 right now. Mm. Yeah. So if you go 600... 
No, because that's still only 2600 then. That's only 2600 But, now, there, I, I've heard, too, that our overall, like, how our, our year-wise is, is all made, it's basically false in that we've lost a thousand years. They basically, we're not actually the year 2000. I'd have to go back. I'm trying to remember what... It, because I, I remember hearing this. Dude, we're, in, we're spinning so far out of here. That's okay, because we'll, we'll, right we'll get back to it. <laughs> um, but I, I feel like we need to kind of do this to get there. You know oh, I mean? there's your right there. For example, 400 BCE is the same as 400 BC, and 2011 CE is the same as AD 2011. Right. So, you were right on that. Okay. So. I'm missing money. I'm telling you. Um, right there. What is the missing millennia discovery? One thousand years of missing history. That's Muslim heritage. Who gives a shit about them? Yeah. Sorry, Obama. Um. <laughs> I think I think this might. Let's see. I'm trying to figure out which one I want to click because one of these, like I, I heard people talking about this, like uh, like scientists or something. And they they had this, they were posing that there was a thousand years timeline-wise that kind of just got ignored or whatever. Or they just kind of said, even though it was actually year 200, they said, no, it's year 1200. You know what I mean? They kind of just fucked with the numbers in in one way forward or back. I forget what, what it was now. So this might actually go against the theory. If it goes forward, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah, there, there. The scarcity of the archival evidence that can be re- reliably dated to the period A.D. six fourteen to nine eleven. That's an interesting number too. The perceived in- inadequacies of radiometric and that deal, whatever. Methodians period and the over reliance of medieval historians on written sources. Oh, fuck! I wish I wish I I could remember this shit when I hear it, and then like reference it. Bad thing is I was oh, stop moving for a second. Where did I see that one about Julian Caesar? Right there, right in the middle. Julian yeah. calendar. Yeah. That's uh, three missing centuries thus correspond to the 369 years between the institution of the Julian calendar and 45 BC and the fixing the Easter date at the Council of Nicosia in AD 325. Huh. I don't know. Well, I'll have to go back at some yeah, point. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll retouch that one later. Earmark that. Supposedly, shit. there's a thousand years that they. I can't remember if it's either. I don't think it actually. There's like a thousand years we're ignoring. I think the calendar. They like goof. They fucked with the numbers, basically. Mm-hmm. So, what we think is year two thousand sixteen, it's thousand sixteen, or three thousand sixteen, or something like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whatever. And and our calendars. And I think what it was is they were the whole thing that they were talking about was how they they fuck with our calendar, uh, how they come up with the forty hour work week, and basically it has something to do with the. The moon, how back a long time ago, 
in, in ancient times, their calendar was based on the moon cycle. Where now, we go with 30, 31, 30, 31, 30, 31. Those are our, and then we have the one month that's 28. 28. If you went with the moon, uh, whatever, the, the, you know, new moon to no moon mm -hmm. thing, it would actually equal everything out. You'd have 13 months in a year rather than 12. So this whole fucking with the calendar is what, year. is what, yeah, the, they goofed everything up and that's why they had to create leap year and have a month with less days and all this shit. So the, instead, is that, is if that they, why we have daylight savings time and bullshit too? Yeah. That, they they fucked assholes. with all of that and the whole point of doing all this was to fuck with our human psyche because in the grand scheme of things we're all slaves to the elite type of thing. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of what they were going at. So it has something to do with that. And that's But they fucked with the, the years, too, in doing that. Right. I just have to go back and... Uh, yeah, write that shit down. We'll do that one again. Yeah. I want to think, take the fuck out of that, too. Yeah. Uh, and, and that it's in itself is, is pretty interesting. Anyways, so Zoroastri or whatever, this Zoro is apparently a old the, religion. The Zoroaster. <laughs> okay. All right, so... And okay, so that's basically uh, the sh shittiest little article ever. Yeah. But what comes with it, and this is what really caught my attention. Well, first of all, the the idea that there's a flying machine that's five thousand years old, or thirty five hundred, yeah, whatever. It's supposedly old. And it was found in two thousand thirteen, and we're just now hearing about it. Right. Well, this is well. The reason why is because these soldiers went missing. Uh, it's a big cover-up. That's the basis behind this. Okay. So let's watch this video. Yeah, there, one of these videos. Yeah, it's this one we're gonna watch. I think if there if there is audio, we'll let it speak. Otherwise, I think it might just be words on screen. Then I'll speak it. Okay. Otherwise, we'll just watch this video. Right. So basically, you've got it's video of soldiers hiking through. Uh, barren desert. March 2013, eight U.S. Marines were secretly sent to a lost cave in eastern Afghanistan. That's what it said on screen. So I, I will read it. As to the That's fine. That's fine. You can probably gather. So is this supposedly real footage? Uh, yes. Their mission was to find their an ancient flying machine called the Mana. What the last thing say? Called Amana from India. Okay. The, the wording was all wrong. I was hung up on the wrong wording. Yeah. <laughs> According to U.S. scientists, the old flying machine entrapped in a time well could have been hidden in the cave for 5,000 years. We're questioning that. But it wasn't a time well, so. Yeah. Hey, make sure. Walsh. Hey, just hold my with that gun. You don't have to this mountain. I thought it was like blasted out, but I could be wrong. So basically, they're entering this cave. Obviously, this video's been chopped up a little bit.
All right, I'm going to pause it. Let's describe what we saw. So they're, they're, they're going into the cave, and it, they kind of, you know, it's all uh, night, and, night yeah, vision. Night vision panning back and forth around the, the edges of the And then, like, you see the opening. It's real small, pretty far away. They're way into this cave, and then, you know, they're looking at whatever, and there's this, like, weird object right in the middle, and then it, I don't know if it cuts to or it... But all of a sudden, there's like they enter this what appears to be some sort of a tunnel, mm-hmm. and with like metal grates on the ground and, and, and like light, lights, fluorescent lights. Yeah, and yeah. it's it's kind of an. I would say the tunnel is square, what, like octagon. No, it looks square to me. There, let's go right back. Can I hit play? There's like one wall, two wall, three wall. Like, yeah, see how? Okay. Looks like just a box, like almost like an elevator shaft. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the best way to describe it. So then the video just cuts off, basically. All right, so this is what it says on screen. Their video, uh, the video of their mission was found at the cent at the at the enter says so enter of the cave, the entrance of the cave. The eight U.S. soldiers mysteriously disappeared. The leak was revealed in June of 2013. So what do you think, Dave? Well, I mean it's it's interesting, you know, um the whole the whole thing. I don't know, man. Like I'd like to think that yeah, there's some shit out there that we don't know about. Cuz I mean, look at all the shit we've talked about that we just don't fucking know. Well, how much has been The thing is like I I feel like if this was one of those things that was I don't know. It's frustrating because our our news doesn't tell us like everything. it's it's obviously everything that we get from our news is kind of like censored. So this isn't like a main news story. So right there, lots of people will be like, "Oh, it's complete bullshit." Because uh, CNN didn't yeah, tell me Fox about, News well, didn't CNN, cover it. In my opinion, and all these main news places lie, mm-hmm. and they only tell you what fits the narrative, and and they don't want you to know. Some of these more stranger things they don't tell you about. There's a lot of I think there's a fucking secret history of our world that we don't we haven't been told. We're not right. illuminated to this. This is where the mm-hmm. whole Illuminati thing comes from. Uh, so let's just for shits and giggles, let's go with this is real because if we if we just I mean it, it may be nonsense, but right. let's say. This is an actual thing. They they found this Vimana or whatever mm-hmm. in this cave. We just watched the video, and they're estimating that it's five thousand years old, and it's some sort of time traveling thing. Do you believe in time travel? I mean, do you think that's even possible? Um, I think, yeah, I think it's possible. Is it possible to go forward in time, back in time, or both? Both, both. You think? It's, yeah, I mean, the way I see things, like. You know, everyone says history has a history has a way of repeating itself, right? Mm-hmm. And we have a bunch of fucking movies about different shit. And I mean, I, I, I like to think I'm pretty fucking creative, you know. But there's some shit out there that just can't be thought of, like just created. It has to have come from somewhere, right? You know what I mean? So, like Back to the Future. Granted, it's a comedy; it's from the '80s, but hmm, who knows? You know, maybe they knew something back then that their time travel is possible. I mean, they've been working on it for years. How do we know they haven't figured it out and not told anybody? Well, just you why, know? why would they tell people? Because if you told people, then everybody would want to do it. And can you imagine 
the effects of that. Mm-hmm. Like, let's just let's just say hypothetically. I it, Go ahead. This is why I don't. This is just kind of where my belief in time travel. I think you can only go forward in time, and this is why. Because if you could go back in time, the shit that uh, see this is where it gets really confusing. Because if you could go back in time and you, if, if something you alter history, alter history. But what we know as history has it can't be changed. So, for instance, what we know as history, like okay. It's really hard for me to explain, but I'll do my best. If I went back mm-hmm. to the day Kennedy was shot and killed, well, let's use that because everybody knows this, mm-hmm. minus all the conspiracies and all this shit, what if the whole reason there's so many conspiracies is because, let's say there was a time traveler or somebody that went back in time. So, now, listeners, leap with me here. When Kennedy was driving down that street in Dallas, Mm-hmm. Originally, nothing happened. Somebody went back in time, got in a position, and shot him. So, when it originally happened, nothing happened. Somebody went back in time, shot him. Mm-hmm. So now, and, and nobody's gone, and that's what we know as history. And everybody that witnessed it originally, when that changed in history, their memory changed in history because... Now that's what happened. So, like, right. like if you go back, what you remember as what you've learned in, 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 in history, whatever happened, there was a time traveler. So, like, if that changes, like, you don't remember what it was before. You mm-hmm. only remember what it is now. So, if we went, we have a time machine, went back right now, did something different that day. Everyone's memory of that particular event would change. Right. All the lessons were taught because it's. That's the only way it could work. So why are you confused and saying it won't work? Because there's... I'm saying... Because that seems like really... You're taking a giant leap in that everybody's memories would change. You realize how much is affected by doing something. Well, like that. Where seen- if you go forward in time, you could go forward in time, do something, then come back to where you are, but you can't ever go past like in the past mm-hmm. of so if we left at this moment you know in time at 12:30 on this particular date we went forward in time we could come back to that moment that we left 12:31 or whatever yeah and yeah. like whatever and but you couldn't go to 12:29 because that's already done you know what i mean mm-hmm. so and that to me seems like it'd be easier to do well easier but 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 it's it, Whatever being is out there that can, can controls the universe, it's their duty, I guess, or their job when someone goes back in time. And I'm just saying, hypothetically, if this mm-hmm. all happens, someone goes back in time and changes something, then, because you've seen Butterfly Effect, haven't you? Yeah. Ashton Kutch Dick? Yeah. It changes everything. And I think it just instantly happens. It just kind of, you know, if you go with like a timeline is straight, and as new timeline goes down and over, it changes. The whole thing, everything changes. I think it's possible and plausible, and here's why. How many of us have experienced deja vu? I assume everybody has at yeah. some point. So you've got that feeling of, shit, I've been here before, why? And I think, to me, that would make sense. That and everybody's time traveled in a way? No, that something has changed in the history. Oh, and so that's why that's we're experiencing deja vu. Okay, so like similar to like in the Matrix when like 
Like a hiccup? Well, remember that one scene where they say, where he's like, I've seen that cat before. Mm-hmm. And they're like, wait, what did you see? Mm-hmm. And you know, there's like a, a goof up in yeah, the, the a hiccup, the hiccup. Yeah. He calls it a hiccup. Okay, so deja vu, when you have that, so are we re-repeating something that had happened before in the past or the future, and that's why it seems familiar, or uh, this is where I get confused. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think somehow something changed, and even though we'd already done it, now that something has changed in the past, we're redoing it. You know what I mean? Oh, deja vu. <laughs> what did you just say? Nothing, just had a little deja vu. What did you see? What happened? Yeah. That's the part. Yeah. But you, you see what I'm saying, though? Because, uh, I mean... So, like, it's say... confusing. Because... It's very... Everything time travel, everything scientific yeah. is so fucking confusing. But, yeah, I think it's... Think about it. Like, I think it's possible. When was the last time you had deja vu? Just think the about other it. When was the last time you had deja vu? Just the other night at work. Think about it. When was the last time you had deja vu? Just the other night at work. Okay. I'm not having deja vu right now because I get what we're doing. Yeah, but... But, like, true deja vu yeah. where it's months apart or years apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's weird when that happens. But... What, what other explanation is there? that? Because people are... Um, people are creatures of habit. So, if you have a job similar to mine where it's the same, you're doing the same kind of thing every single night... Somebody could come up to you, that same person, and ask you something that they've asked you before for just forgot that they asked you, but you remember they asked you that, and now it's you're in the same, about the same position, and it's like, oh, this is familiar. Like, has this happened again? It's a deja vu. Mm-hmm. But it's because you remember it happening six months ago, vaguely, because obviously it's not like it And that's the thing is, I don't remember. Like, when so I then what, what, what would change that? Just because, so, uh, is it... That's the part I don't understand. How is that time travel deja vu? I, I mean... I mean, not you personally, but something in the universe has changed. And basically, you're really... that moment. Yeah. When you're having that deja vu? Or, but no, beforehand. should be having it at the same time. I think it, it, different things, like... Different ripples, okay? And it's not going to affect everyone the same way. Right. So, um, let's... I don't know... You let's say you're a Bears fan, okay? Mm-hmm. Let's for shits and giggles. You remember the '85 Bears that they won, right? Okay. Let's hypothetically think you're the only one on that day that lost their virginity, okay? We'll just say that. Mm-hmm. And then, so someone goes by, goes back in time, changes the outcome of the game, and you don't end up losing your virginity of that game. Maybe two years down the road, maybe the Bears win again or actually win. Then you have it. So you kind of have like a deja vu because now you're actually losing your virginity, but you kind of felt like you already had. To me, that's that's what I'm trying to explain it. Like you know, what I'm saying like, trying to make it as personal as possible. Right. Does that make sense? Because so like, it would take the Bears winning it again later on, mm-hmm. like a second time, like an '87 yeah. or something, '89 yeah. or whatever. Yeah. That. And then in 89, I would lose my virginity. Mm-hmm. But you felt like you already had because you did in a previous lifetime, like a previous timeline. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. You make sense? Yeah. it's Because, like, if... if we, give me a piece of paper. Give me a piece of paper. I know this is really going to suck for the listeners, is and I apologize. Is that okay? 
Yeah, it's fine. So here's your fucking timeline. It starts here, ends here, goes down here. So you did something here, but and then it ends up happening here. So if you draw a straight line of a timeline, then you've got to veer off. So somebody basically went back in time, changed at changed this it moment, there, yep. and it still happened, but it was just in a different... Yeah, and because now that it's gone this farther, if you, so, if you straighten that out, it's actually going to show up here, so it's later in line. Right. So in, in actuality, it still, ha- it still happens at the exact same time. It's just somebody changed one thing that changed... In particular, your path. Maybe not somebody else's path, mm-hmm. but yours. And, and, and not just you, but other people's paths. Right. Anybody that was involved at that moment, their path changed. Mm-hmm. So then... Okay, so I had, a, I had a thought, and then I went in to clarify, and now... Lost it. Yeah. Something just happened in the universe. It fucked with me. No, um... Mm-hmm. So, th- oh yeah, this is what it was. So then, in reality, our life has already been lived. Basically. No. But a time travel would have to have been. Because if we could go forward in time, we've already lived that life. Because you could go forward in time technically and see, let's just say, or, or maybe you can't go forward. Maybe you can only go back. To me, there has to be a limit. You can either go forward or you can go back. There can't be both, I don't think. And if you could, then obviously only certain people have this technology, the ability to use the Vimana to time travel, whatever. If in order to go forward, you would technically then see yourself in the future, Mm -hmm. which means you've lived all this time, but now you That version seen. of you has, yes. So there's multiple versions. So it is more like a Matrix style. We're programs. No. You realize this is a, something that they're actually, like, scientists have are actually doing this. Like, there's lots of speculation that we're not real. We're in a Matrix-like universe. Mm-hmm. We don't actually exist here. We're programs interacting with each other like and the it's fucking crazy if you really think about it in in high school um i had this weird concept thought i don't even know where it just hit me out of nowhere that each person lives their life and i think it was right after my cousin died because i'm like damn like he was so young and he he's dead you know and when i kind of like was kind of 20 with what death is and what life is and whatnot i said you know what what if each person lives their life and it takes the entire eternity to to live that life out so even though people die like they die in your timeline you know like like if i die today i'm dead but in to you i'm never no longer here but i could still be living in my own life like and that could be another reason for a deja vu a deja or um when people talk about life after death when they see this white light like in this particular so this was where i would I would start saying there's other dimensions, and what is could be the other dimension could actually be a whole separate. So let's. It's easier to understand if you say we're all just a computer program, mm-hmm. all linked into the one giant thing. So our interactions together, you could die, but in reality, someone just unplugged your connection with my connection, and they plugged you in somewhere else. So the, then you would all of a sudden be in somebody else's game or mm-hmm. your own game. Because, well, that's the thing. We're kind of like Sims. Assuming when you're playing Sims, you're controlling these people. We're 
sims for somebody else's game. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, they don't want this sim anymore of Dave. They take Dave out of the equation, but this person's still playing this, but he puts Dave in. They're like, there could be hundreds of you, because we're all sims, right. and you're in hundreds of different people's games. Your conscience is only aware in this game, yet you have other consciences that you don't realize. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's like a multiplicity type thing. Like yeah. we're just characters in. But see, people don't like thinking that this is even possible because, in reality, do we really have control of anything? Then, because everything that we're doing is kind of predetermined, pre-controlled. But is that really time travel? I know now we're going in a different way. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're choosing to do that, but are you really choosing to do that? Right. Were you? Is that something you're going to do? Like anyways, anyways, you know what I mean? (laughs) Like for listeners, Dave gave me the finger, or he just put his fingers up, middle finger up. Yeah. yeah. But like that's you know what I mean? It's weird. It's a weird fucking thing. Yeah. Now, I don't know. I I like the idea of time travel. I do think if it was just made available to everybody, could you imagine the fucking disaster? That'd be chaos. Because who who knows? The world would explode because everyone would be go back to certain times to... Everybody a lot of people constantly. would be changing things to better themselves. Some would be bettering the world, you know. Yeah. I personally would probably go back and get, like, winning lottery ticket numbers and shit, you know, like, for, for a huge Powerball. So I have some cash. And well, how many people would go do that? Yeah. And then some people yeah. would go and, and kill certain people or, or change the outcomes of not whatever. get married to this person. Or yeah. Or yeah. divorce this person sooner. Or go back to high school and... If you went, like, for instance, you could go back to high school and get that girl that you didn't get at the time, mm-hmm. rape her because it's not actually real, because you time-traveled. Like, and then you could you could do it and then go back to where you are, but then would you be in jail because you've changed time? Or right. could you go back even further and then not do it, and it kind of erases, but yet you've got the memory of having done it, then go back even further before you did it, so you don't, you know what I mean? Like, right. it, the, Think of the fucking possibility yeah, of no. going back in time, which makes me think it'd be easier just to go forward in time. It makes it easier to understand. Because if you went back in time, so much shit can change. So it'd have to be that what we know as history and memory is only, like, whether it, it could have changed multiple times, but we will never know. And this is why you see some people that, are born that have all these other memories this is the, those glitches mm-hmm. in time but this also goes hand in hand with um you're a sims character you live an entire life in this sims world you die in that sims world when they unplug you but then a new sim is born but it's just that person wanting to restart that character over again right. but they there's a glitch in this system that now they have memories of their previous sim life Yet it's in the same world they were already in. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's weird, but it kind of makes sense because how the fuck do these kids be born with full knowledge of how to play a piano at one year old, and right. and remember their grandparent, great grandparent that died twenty years before they were even born? Yet they know their name, full knowledge. Yet their parents never once spoke of this person. Mm-hmm. That's fucked up. Yeah. And there's something to this. There's scientifically, there's got to be something to this. So that's where I think there's some sort of a now we kind of get into life after death thing. Mm-hmm. Here's another thing. I, I'm going to show you something, another video. Uh, it's There's been lots going around about this. Uh, maybe some people have heard, maybe some people... It's uh, back in 95, Mike Tyson was fighting Peter McNeely in Las Vegas. 
And uh, what it says is, someone in the crowd is seen taking a picture from, and it goes, what, dot, dot, dot. It looks like a fucking camera phone, similar to this. Your, your smartphone, mm-hmm. okay? In 95, we didn't have smartphones. Nope. We had, like, what do we have in 95? The little, maybe we, do we even have, like, the little tiny Nokia thing? I don't even think we had flip phones yet. Uh, 95, yeah, there was flip phones. Well, here, let's just make sure. Let's Google. Cell phone, 1995. Okay, so it was the, kind of the, Little Nokia, not no longer the giant brick phone, but right. a little Nokia. That's where we were at mm-hmm. in 95. Okay. So no cell phone, or no pictures, rather. No no cameras on them. No. These, yeah, these weren't even close to that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm going to play this video. It says, it's if you want to go, go to YouTube and put in uh, Mike Tyson Time Traveler. It'll be the very top video, okay? Hopefully it's an audio. It says 95 Tyson... Right there, there's the guy. Take yeah, a look in the yeah, background. Yeah, I saw it. I saw it. That's a fucking smartphone. I'm slowing the video down. Look, see the little light? Like how yours has it? Yeah. And the camera? It's a white fucking phone. Now it's showing pictures of cameras. Like the digital cameras of the day. All the lenses were made in the middle. This one's... At the top, off to the side, just like your phone pictures. The camera behind Tyson has its lens in the top corner like a smartphone. That's what it says. Some examples. There's a white phone. Looks just like it. It even flashes red FFS. That's what what the video says. Is this a time traveler on holiday or just uh, nuns with a... What is it? Whatever contraption is itself is shaped weird in the first place. It's It's got like a bottom part that's kind of like floppy. Did you notice that? I think they're going to show. Oh, him. knock that shit off, he said. Now it's playing the rest of the fight. Yeah. I think Tyson knocks this fucking guy out. Yeah, I think that's the end of the fight right there. So, yeah, rewind it. Because I don't think there's any more. Yeah, there's no more to that. So you wanted to go back... Go back to, you know, when it first starts. I want to... Watch it in real speed. See the bottom of it? I'll pause it when it shows it here. See right there. Right down here. You're saying that's floppy? Yeah, when it first... When you watch it... Watch it from the very beginning. It kind of flopped as they were taking the picture. Watch it in real time. See how it kind of like moves right there? See, I don't notice that. I don't notice it moving. It, to me, it looks like somebody's holding a smartphone. Like right there. See how it gets bigger? The black part gets bigger? Watch it. See how it's just a straight line? Mm-hmm. 
and then when it takes a picture, it gets bigger. That's do it now, but I don't know. Maybe it's just the way it looks. I'm looking at it. Too I now. think it's see, like right there. See how it's just different. Yeah, but that could be the pixelation of the thing. It could be. Oh, it's an older a 90, it could uh, be. video camera 95 when they were doing the thing. Yeah. Like right there is where you're talking about where it gets big, but yeah. that's shadowing. Is it? Overall, the device itself looks like if you take a Galaxy S whatever white back phone, that's what it looks like. Yeah. It looks like you're ho- the guy's holding it like this. Yeah, yeah. But what, what, this is what I want to know. If he's standing there with this fucking device, why is nobody else around him noticing this thing that nobody's ever fucking seen before? Because they're watching them fight. And you just happen to get, like, it's he's holding it in front of his fucking face. Yeah. Like, yeah. don't you think if you were standing there watching the fight, you would notice a guy holding a tablet that hasn't been invented yet? You would think. I mean, and, and maybe they did. Maybe these people were like, what the fuck is that? But they've been hushed or something. Mm. You know, you, you you didn't know what the fuck you were seeing. Like, or could the ten people around this guy have said, you know, all left and said, "Yeah, it's kind of fucking weird." It never really, it never, you know. Right. Plus, it, they were all drinking. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a perfect event to do something like that in. And how many times have you? Well, it's just weird because yeah, it yeah. looks like a fucking smartphone now. The other thing I want to say here is, is it possible? You know how um, we have, like, uh, bomber planes and different shit that our military and all this makes, but we as public don't know about for 20 years, 30 Mm -hmm. years, 40 years, and then when we find out about, like, drones, like, oh, these drones are... We've had had drones for 40 years before we knew about them. Right, right. Is it possible... Smartphones were in existence, like militarily, before they came on the market for just regular people. I I doubt it because if you look at the military phones right now, they're all satellite phones. They don't have any fucking cameras. Those are, but what? uh, Okay, so let's not go military then. Think scientifically. Someone like, uh, like, is it possible though that these could have existed twenty years before we knew about them? I think that's plausible. I don't think so because they they fucking as soon as they get one they put it on the market so they can sell it right away. That's Shit's what it not is even now. But drones, yeah, now you can go to the fucking store and buy a right, little drone. Right. But I mean, but they like, had drones twenty years ago because they used as spy equipment. This right. is, could be a spy piece of equipment that you don't want the public to know about yet. Then they realized, Maybe. hey, we can roll this shit out and everybody will buy one if we price it just right. I, what I want to know is who the fuck that guy is. Yeah, no shit. And there's no 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 record of him or anything. No one says who he is. That that we can vet. verify. Yeah. I mean, it looks to me. He if you look at him. Let's go back to the video and just look at him rather than the phone. Kind of looks like uh, it, it look a dark colored skinned man, or it could just be shadow. It could be a white guy, but it looks like he has a mustache. See, his face is blurred pretty good, but everybody is kind of in the back because they're not the focus. But look at him. He's What kind of hairstyle does he have? Normal? Can't tell what he's wearing. You yeah. see a hand. Like, just keep looking at him as it replays it. 
Well, he's holding it. He's holding it like you'd hold a cell phone. That's smart. It's weird. Mm-hmm. It's really fucking weird. I feel like he has a white shirt on. Or a light colored shirt right there. Yeah. Are there other pictures or videos like that? Of what? Unexplained time travelers? Uh, well, when I looked up Mike Tyson time traveler, it does say, yeah, there's another one here. Um, it says, four real-time travelers caught on camera, question mark. Let's see. We can listen or watch it. I don't know. Um, I mean, there's a lot of stuff out there. The, the guy that showed up in a picture from, like, long ago, like back in the 50s or 40s or something, mm-hmm. wearing today's clothes. I mean, some of this could just be Photoshop. Yeah, click it's hard on to that. Photoshop a fucking Mike Tyson video from yeah. 95. Yeah, yeah, click on that. Time, 10 Strongest Signs of Time Travel. Okay. That's I know it's seven minutes, but I'm curious well, we now. Fucking no, you're not going to get free ads, motherfucker. Fuck you, commercial. Eat a dick, douche fucker. Whoa. That's awesome. Yeah. It's fucking smoking, anti-smoking commercial. Fucking real cause. Don't let tobacco don't, suck don't, your dick. Don't advertise dick. them. All right, here we go. Hopefully there's commentary so I don't have to explain what's happening. Mm-hmm. Ten strongest signs of time travel. So just go Google 10 Strongest Signs of Time Travel and you can watch. Number 10, the 19th century CD. I don't know what this is. A mid-1800s illustration depicts two square transparent objects which look like empty plastic jewel cases. Joseph Smith is responsible for the encounter in 1820 as there is a painting of CD-ROMs being given to him. Oh, yeah. That is weird. At least 25 ancient texts describe the contents of the ancient CD-ROMs. Really? And two modern CD-ROMs are also documented and described in the Book of Mormon. Hmm. Number nine, the Montauk Project. I've heard of this. The Montauk Project was a series of secret U.S. government projects conducted at Montauk Air Base in Long Island. The aim of the project was to research and conduct exotic experiments, including time travel. Physiologist Preston Nichols claims to have recovered repressed memories of his own involvement with time travel research. Interesting. Nichols also exposed Project MKUltra before it was publicly revealed, leading many to trust his word on the Montauk Project. We will be doing one on MKUltra at some point. Cool. Number eight, Rudolph Fence. In 1950, a man with Victorian-era clothes and hair was spotted in Times Square in New York. Witnesses say he looked startled, and then a minute later, he was hit and killed by a car. Whoa! On his person, the police found 19th century money, a letter from 1876, and business cards with his name, Rudolph Fence. That's crazy. That's weird. None of these items showed signs of aging, as if they had been taken directly from 1876. Whoa! A Mrs. Rudolph Fence was tracked down. It was found that her husband had mysteriously disappeared in 1876. That's fucked up. Number seven, time-traveling hipster. 
This is the one I was just telling you about. I want to look into that Rudolph Fence one. Uh, this is a photo from 1941 of the reopening of the South Fork Bridge in British Columbia. See him sitting there? Wearing to do with the sunglasses? Yeah. In the photo, there is a young man who seems wildly out of place. The man is wearing new wave sunglasses and a t-shirt and holding what appears to be a modern camera. After examination by photo experts, it has been it has proven to be a real unedited photograph. Hmm. Number six, the Philadelphia experiment. The Philadelphia experiment was a naval military experiment carried out around the time of October 1943. Also referred to as Project Rainbow, it was said to involve the USS Eldridge being rendered invisible to enemy radar. However, the process allegedly sent the entire ship and its crew forward in time for 10 seconds. That's weird. Mm -hmm. Many crew members have spoken about it, most notably Edward Cameron, who claims that the ship traveled far into the future. So, that would be... Hang on. Before we go on to the next one. That would be... So they, let's say, at that moment, they went, they could have been gone for, in future for... Hundred years. Hundred years. Right. It was only ten seconds in this timeline. Mm-hmm. That's fucked up. If you think about, like, what if that's actually possible? Right. All right, number five. Chaplin's Time Traveler. Oops. Oh, shit. There we go. Sorry. Like Charlie Chaplin? I don't know. Chaplin's yeah. Time Traveler refers to footage from the 1928 film The Circus, written and directed by Charlie Chaplin. I've not seen this. In the 2004 DVD extras, a woman can be seen walking in the background while holding what appears to be a mobile phone. The woman in the background of the film went seemingly unnoticed until October 19, 2010, despite being released on DVD in 2004. That is weird. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, let's see here. Many have offered explanations. However, the most prominent theory is that the woman is time traveler talking on a mobile phone. Number four, the Scottish time slip. In 1935, Victor Goddard was piloting a plane over an abandoned airfield in Edinburgh where, when he became caught in an unusual storm. When he looked down, he was shocked to find the airfield totally refurbished with strange-looking planes. He claimed planes with Royal Air Force markings being worked on by mechanics in blue uniforms. Goddard had no proof until 2004 when the RAF changed their mechanics' overall colors, changed from brown to blue. Hmm. Hmm. That's weird. Number three, time is money. In 2003, an unknown man by the name of Andrew Carlson appeared on Wall Street, New York. Within two weeks, Carlson managed to turn $800 into... $350 $350 million from various high-risk stock trades. 
When he was apprehended for insider trading by the police, he stated he knew the market's future as he was from the year 2256. Shortly after his arrest, Carlson was bailed out, bailed out and has not been seen since, nor the man who bailed him out. Whoa. Hmm. Now, see, that right there is what you were saying. Like, you could try it back in time, you could get fucking lottery number or something mm-hmm. like that. That's crazy. Number two, 400 year old watch. In December 2008, Chinese archaeologists discovered a giant tomb that was believed to be an undisturbed 400-year-old coffin. However, the most amazing discovery is found around the outside of the tomb. A small piece of golden metal shaped like a watch with the time frozen at 10.06 and the word Swiss engraved on the back. That's weird. The watch couldn't have been more than 100 years old, making it a mystery as to how it ended up in the soil of an ancient tomb. Number one, John Titor. Do you know him? No. Me either. John Titor was a man who posted on internet forums in 2001 claiming he was from the year 2036. Titor came armed with a crazy story and a set of predictions, some vague and some very specific. As expected, people were quick to denounce Titor until one of his predictions about the TV show X-Files came true. Titor claims future America will be broken up into five regions and environment and infrastructure devastated by nuclear attacks. He also gave some very detailed information about his time machine, which has been sketched using his information. Nobody has stepped up to claim the hoax, and many to this day strongly believe in Titor as a true messenger from 2036. That's the end of the video. That's fucking crazy because if, like, 2036 isn't that far off. It's not. 20 years. And we're getting closer and closer to what you'd assume would be a nuclear, like, fucking war. Like, what the fighting, we're trying to fight, start fucking wars with Russia. Basically, they've always said the next war would be a nuclear one. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got fucking nukes. And they would use them, yep. because you want to win when you're in a war. Like, it's, I don't know, dude. I don't know. I don't know if there's time to. I think uh, this is one of them things. Like, we, uh, I don't think we can know the answer. The second video on the right. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, that's not a think tank. I'm winning, willing to do <laughs> no. Um, Throughout Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I don't know, dude. I don't know if there's anything we could really. I mean, I'm interested in this. I'd like to actually take some of these things. Yeah, that some they of the top ten and look and, them up. and look into yeah. more, and then do a separate one on maybe just get those. more involved on just yeah. those particular ones because I didn't know all those existed. Yeah, I'm down for that for sure. All right, so maybe we'll look at that for the future. Let's see, are we good? I yeah. don't know. I don't know if time travel is real, but. If it is, I mean, I kind of think there's something to this. I think there's something to it as well. It's just figuring out I mean, what I think it's it got to be a DeLorean 88 miles an hour, but no. I think it's possible. Yeah. I agree. So, until next time. Thanks for having me. Nothing is real. I 
Oh, before I completely wrap this episode up, I did promise earlier in the episode that uh, at the end of the episode we would maybe go to this interview about the Vimana and, and all that stuff. So uh, this, is, this is my interlude to get you to that interview so it doesn't seem wonky. So, in just a few seconds you're going to hear that interview that I, I was referring to. Um, it was on, uh, what the hell's the show called? Uh, Coast to Coast with George Norrie. He was the host of the radio show. The interview's about 30 minutes long. I'll play that, and uh, after the interview, I shall wrap up the episode. So, enjoy this interview uh, from Coast to Coast AM, hosted by George Norrie. And I forget who the guest is, but uh, you'll hear the guest and all that in the meat of the interview. So, listen to that. You get a little bit more on the Vimana. Because I wasn't as well versed in it as I should have been. And, uh, yeah. So, enjoy. Let me tell you about another story that is all around the internet it is bizarre a report apparently prepared for prime minister putin by russia's foreign intelligence service circulating in the kremlin states that the german chancellor angela merkel has now become the latest in a growing line of western leaders to make a surprise visit to afghanistan this month following visits by president barack obama british prime minister david cameron french president nicolas sarkozy only sarkozy's trip was concealed as he was already in India on a state visit when he was rushed, apparently by U.S. military aircraft, to the Afghan war zone. Why the sudden rush of these powerful leaders of the Western world to Afghanistan? This report continues. Directly view the discovery by the U.S. military scientists of what is described as a vomana, entrapped in a time well that has already caused the disappearance of at least eight American soldiers trying to remove it from the cave that it has been hidden in for the past 5,000 years. A Vermana is an ancient flying machine. Sanskrit depicts it with different pictures. It's truly an amazing story. But could it be one of those Internet myths? Well, up next, Stephen Quayle joins us. We'll talk with him about that on Coast to Coast AM. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. I'm George Norrie. A Vamana is a mythical flying machine described in the ancient mythology of India. References to these flying machines are very commonplace in ancient Indian texts, even describing their use in warfare as well as being able to fly within Earth's atmosphere. Vamanas were also said to be able to travel into space and travel submerged underwater as well. There is a very strange story that is out there on the Internet 
that talks about a Vermana being discovered in Afghanistan in a cave, in a hole. I thought we'd bring Stephen Quayle in here. Michael Cremos talked about these cases before, too. Stephen, welcome back. How are you? Ah, good, George. Thank you. What a timely, timely story this is to break because the world's leaders are getting ready to make the grand announcement. The grand announcement will be that obviously we're not alone. We're being visited. But the Vimanas are even a more compelling story because even going back to uh, the time of Babylon and the Chaldean Empire, they stated, let me just give a uh, a statement. We'll go from there. The privilege of operating a flying machine is great. The knowledge of flight is among the most ancient of our inheritance, a gift from those from upon high. We received it from them as a means of saving many lives. Now, what's fascinating is whether you're reading it in Sanskrit, whether you're reading it in cuneiform, whether you're reading it, uh, talking about it, there are thousands of pages, not only on the fact that Vimanas exist, but how their propulsion system works, where they get their raw materials, and they describe in great detail, George, I mean, things that make the Pentagon absolutely salivate with uh, the sheer glee of a new ancient weapon system. I was telling Tom Danheiser before we went on the air, I said the in order to understand the future, it's imperative to have a firm gr- uh, grasp of the past, and what's happening is all the world's leaders, all the world's ambassadors, they're all being, if you will, uh, inoculated, and I'm using that word, into the knowledge that's been controlled by so few for so many years for the purpose of spinning it to enable them to complete their control over the planet. So Vimanas and the flying machines that the Babylonians, the Mesopotamians, and all others have written about, and the weapon systems associated with Gurkha talking about uh, in in the ancient uh, Vedic tests, talking about the power of 10,000 suns, the vitrified cities, meaning cities turned to glass, radioactive skeletons. All this stuff is so old, and it all has a common theme that a a, if you will, supernatural group of beings, entities, came to Earth and gave this technology, and the privilege always flew around. Even Chinese emperors had flying ships in their uh, ancient history. I'm talking 4,000 years ago. This is a strange story, Stephen, in that it falls right on the heels of Secretary of State Hillary Clinton calling every ambassador back to D.C. for a very confidential meeting which I've never heard of before. It's very strange. Well, there are claims that's happened before. I can tell you this, based on what I understand, it has never happened before. The scuttlebutt behind uh, uh, all of the different people who are talking out of school, that are being threatened with their lives for talking out of school, is, is that they're being uh, pretty much primed, if you will, and clued in because they expect, U.S. government expects a mass backlash against the control of the information on uh, flying saucers, aliens, ancient technology, and all that. So basically, you have to call the boys and girls home to give them a pep talk and a prep talk to prepare them to deal with the world leaders, because this is going to be a quantum shift in thinking. We're we're, We're talking about an event now, and multiple events, and multiple findings. And George, what they're admitting to is nothing compared to what they've had for uh, 50, 60, 70 years, stargates. As you know, the word time well is used in that article. And what you're also seeing behind the scenes, and the Coast uh, family needs to hear this and listeners, is that there is a war going on. The Chinese and the Russians and the U.S. and everybody else 
is vying for the ancient technology. So there's, if you will, a global hunt on for any form of the ancient technology. And there has been a group of people that, thank God, have been trying to uh, keep the bad guys from getting this. But I'm telling you, we see on YouTube, we see actual uh, uh, spaceships uh, firing laser beams at each other. We see masses moving into our solar system. We're seeing the effects on Saturn and Jupiter of, uh, when I say electrifying, we're seeing electrical discharges on the planets and the gases. And so we're getting ready to behold some of the most amazing sights, and literally the Norway spiral and all the things associated with CERN. CERN is a stargate, and it's interesting that when you're dealing with CERN, the most sophisticated uh, technology yet openly admitted to, and there's stuff that's way beyond that, but the point is they use the god Shiva for, for, for their emblem, if you will. And the emblem of Shiva is, be, you know, what Oppenheimer, one of the inventors of the atom bomb, said he had become the destroyer of, destroyer of worlds. So now we're reading about Vimanas. We're reading about uh, ambassadors being called home. We're being uh, told that all this stuff is going on behind the scenes, and it's right in front of us. And, you know, there's a great word. It's called discernment. That's right. Discernment means to be able to tell, to see beyond to, to go and probe the real reasons, and I think that the real story is yet to come. This is just the tip of the iceberg. So this this story that's uh, all around the Internet, which is bizarre, there's no question about it, it's bizarre, that a Vimana is in a cave, it's been hidden for 5,000 years, soldiers have merely disappeared trying to remove it. Can you believe that story? Well, of course I do. Let me let me share this, and, and when it's not a question of belief, Okay. It's a question of do we, do we get anywhere near the truth of what really has been found? Obviously, the Philadelphia experiment. Uh, have you ever had Al Bielik on your oh, show? Oh, many times. Many, many times. times. Okay. Boy, he's getting up there in age, too, now. Right. And, and I mean, the, the people, and, and before Phil Schneider was murdered, okay, and mm -hmm. talking about the deep underground military bases, bunkers, and stuff that he worked on, and the alien wars, everything. Again, the thing is, is that it, it, we've been so inculcated with basically lies and diversion, and I would say perversion of the truth, that now that the ancient technology, you know, the web bots are talking about secrets revealed. They're talking about the hidden technology. I think Cliff High uses the word space goat farts, things that are out of the realm of most people's comprehension. And, and this is one time, George, where everyone's going to have to basically get out of the box, the dumbed-down television, and start to read a little bit of history, just like what you were reading the background on the Vimanas. It's so astonishing that India has its brightest scientists recreating many of the actual compounds that are used. I mean, they're talking about graphite rods. They're talking about mercury. And what's fascinating, they're talking about cold fusion. That's why you're seeing platinum and palladium uh, absolutely exploding in price. They're two of the rarest uh, sure. precious metals out there, but it's because they're used in this. So we're talking about red mercury. Remember years ago, you and I did a show on red mercury. That's right. Now, though though they don't disclose where this cave is in Afghanistan, I'm beginning to wonder if it's pretty darn close to the military man you had on our show years ago who found that giant. Absolutely. By the way, it's ironic you would say that. I just received an email from him at 939 tonight. Okay? That is strange. And it, and so I think your timing and is is just uh, uh, you know it's it's one of those time based important points. The the thing that's interesting is is that when you find this type of technology, 
you also find giants. I broke the story from Iran, and, and I want to share this. The Iranians are basically not backing down. They're going to bring out some of the most uh, astonishing skeletal finds. You know, the number one question I get on giants, and you cannot separate the technology from the giants. And as the Babylonian text says, that they were given the ability to fly in these machines from those who came from heaven came to earth, or from, from, you know, from uh, uh, heaven. In other words, the fallen angels, the gods of the Sumerians, as the Pentagon refers to them. There is some inscriptions in this cave where this Vamana is supposed to be that claims that the rightful owner was a prophet called Zoroaster. Uh, he was Persian at the time. That's bizarre because he was real. Well, and there's a whole religion, Zoroastrianism. I mean, for the record, Persia uh, uh, did not, you know, embrace Islam until, you know, not, not too long ago, uh, maybe a thousand years or so. But Zoroaster was very interesting because they worshipped the god Mithra, and it was Mithraism, M-I-T-H-R-A-I-S-M. And Zoroaster was basically a very, very knowledgeable guy. I believe he was most likely... A, a, a hybrid, a, you know, fallen angel, earth woman, because the knowledge that these guys possessed is like the priesthood. It's kind of like the Illuminati bloodlines. They absolutely claim a divinity to the fallen angels and base their control of the information and the true artifacts of history and the true technology. It's just like Michael Cremo, forbidden archaeology. Not probably, if, if people would realize how much evidence, and you know, Forbidden Archaeology is probably one of the best books in the world out there for detailing case. I believe Michael did a beautiful and brilliant job. David Childers, you've had uh, mm-hmm. Hatcher Childress on your show. He's written an amazing book on, on the ancient technology and the anti-gravitational uh, propulsion systems of this stuff. And we can talk about the Temple of Saqqara, actually the Pyramid of Saqqara. And you can go in and you've seen them, George. They have pictures of fighter planes. They have pictures of, uh, they look like uh, uh, Star Wars speeders or speedsters, whatever they call those things. The thing is, is that the technology of the ancients so far surpassed what we're led to believe down the, what I call the primrose path of perdition and denial. And this is it. Who controls the true flow of information controls the population. And now we're seeing a return, in my opinion, to the very same political base that the Nazis had. And the Nazis sent out what were called the Anunnerbi. And the Anunnerbi went all through the world looking for religious artifacts, for the supernatural artifacts. And Hitler was obsessed with India and Tibet. And the scientists, the German scientists, even Dr. Warner von Braun when he was alive, acknowledge the presence of aliens and, and star travel. Uh, the former head of Skunk Works said if the American people ever found out how that we've already been bef- uh, beyond the stars, that they'd basically string us up. You know, well, people don't get it that that guy just didn't get drunk at some going-away party. These are men who are in the deepest realms of the world of black physics and of, if you will, forbidden knowledge and forbidden to the public, but well-known to them. So they're getting ready to spring something. The ambassadors of the world are being prepped. Everything is going to change dramatically, and this is a huge story. This has legs. Now, the source of that, the, the article you were reading, was from a Russian disinformation service. But remember, 
even in disinformation, you can pick up nuggets of truth. True, that's true. And so the nuggets of truth, what you've got to do is put nuggets of truth into a historic context. And if anything, I want people to start to learn to do their homework. And if they'll do their homework, by the way, my new book, I told Tom, is coming out, uh, uh, God willing, uh, May 1st. And it's going to call, it's going to be called something like, this isn't the final title, but it's Myths, Monsters, and uh, the end-time technology. Perfect. And we could be right in the middle of all of this, Stephen. Stay with us. We're going to take some phone calls with Stephen Quayle, whose website, stevequayle.com, is linked up right now at coasttocoastam.com. We're reacting to a bizarre Internet story that says an ancient flying machine, Vamana. We've talked about them before on the program. Matter of fact, I was on the History Channel's Ancient Aliens talking about these things. Uh, I do believe that civilizations of the past had high technology anyway. But they say that it's been found in a cave, and we're trying to get it. We just can't pull it out. That's weird. Anyway, we'll take your phone calls in a moment on Coast to Coast AM. I'm George Norrie. Well, next hour, physicist Brian Green joins us as we talk about the hidden reality parallel universes. Really looking forward to that. When we come back, we're going to take your phone calls with Stephen Coyle about many of the things he covers, including this bizarre story of a Vamana being discovered in a cave in Afghanistan? Maybe, maybe not. Now, with a story like this, Stephen, will we ever get a real answer? Will we ever get a real answer? Yeah. Absolutely, because I just got an email that kind of goes along with the same thing that you're asking that question, George. The guys are saying, do you think the government will ever really tell us the truth? Only when they're forced to, and it's no longer in our government's hands. I started out earlier in the interview saying that the Chinese and the Russians and the Iranians and the Egyptians, everybody is basically coming to the point of truth because they can no longer keep it hidden. A lot of the United States' foreign aid that went to Egypt, for instance, was to keep the real truth. Uh, you know, you've had different people on your show that have talked. It's not what's on the Giza Plateau. It's what's under the Giza Plateau that counts. I've talked to special operations guys that have gone in and taken the giant sarcophaguses out of the underground citadel, their word, and you've had people on your show, especially that one lady talking about the giants underneath the pyramids. You remember that mm-hmm, story? Sure do. Well, the point is, is that the technology, by the way, the reason we really went into Iraq wasn't uh, uh, you know, the weapons of mass destruction. If you notice, the largest military base in the Middle East is being built in the very same area where Gilgamesh's tomb was, also where the cradle of civilization, it's not the cradle of civilization, it's, if you will, the landing port for a lot of the aliens. See, again, let me make this clear to people. The alien deception is going to be played out. They're going to attack the foundation of Christianity. They're going to attack the entire belief system of the world. And the guy known as the Antichrist, he's going to come on the scene after a horrific war, which, by the way, looks like it could be literally weeks away in the Middle East. They're going to have, if you will, the supernatural element. Then all of the secret and hidden technology and all the stuff they've known about will be utilized to basically wow and enslave those who are left alive. And that's, it's, it's so simple, yet it's playing out exactly to their benefit. So will the United States government finally fess up, they'll be forced to, because the Russians and Chinese 
are playing their hand right now. Iran, which does believe that the Mahdi will come out of the well, you've heard Ahmadinejad, but people don't understand that when they use the word time well or well in the context, they're talking about a stargate. Obviously, when you understand the basis of Zoroastrianism and you understand what they thought, what they believed, you can't get away from the fact, George, that everything is happening, whether you're seeing triangular-shaped uh, UFOs around the world, massive orbs, uh, all of the different things that are coming out. Yeah, maybe 1,000 people can be hallucinating, 2,000, but now we're seeing tens of millions of people all over the world. You know you watch the YouTube videos, too, but the point is there are tens of millions of people seeing this. So when they can no longer contain something, then, like they'll not let a good crisis go to waste, they will utilize this for their fear and control formula that has worked so well for so long. All right, to the phones we go. Let's pick it up by going to Victoria, Virginia. Kevin is a first-time caller. Hey, Kevin, thanks for calling. Yes. Yes, I, I, I agree with you, uh, the man talking there. I, I totally agree with him. Um, I feel like um, ever since um, USSR went into um, Afghanistan, that um, we've been fighting over this thing that they've they found here recently. It's, they've just, you know, been deceived that we've just been found here recently. It's been known about for a while now. Been fighting over it, and um, I feel like I just want to ask you, uh, the man on the show, a question. Sure. I want to feel like is this, is this the image? You think this could be the image of the beast? I'll take this off the air. Okay, so okay, I don't believe it's the image of the beast. I believe it's the technology of the beast, and utilizing the technology of the beast, they will obviously create, whether the image of the beast is a hologram, whether it is, you know, there's so many different interpretations of it, but it certainly is the time period for the beast to appear. And some people believe that the beast is the computer system, all that. There will be a literal entity who will come on the scene as a world ruler, step onto the stage when this, the whole world seemingly coming apart at the seams, and all he has to do, obviously, in my opinion, it's the devil, is just quit causing trouble. You got peace, you stir it up, you provide the solution, worship me, the devil speaking, and voila, we're into the three and a half years of the Great Tribulation, and people are going to be absolutely forced by the control of food, natural resources, and the earth changes that are going to happen at such a tumultuous and perilous pace that they're going to be clamoring for any form of stability and something to eat. Let's go to Noel in Ellensburg, Washington. There you go, Noel. Go ahead. Hey, uh, thanks for taking my call. I just wanted to say a few things uh, about this. I'll try to spit them out quickly. Sure. Um, you had mentioned a couple times videos on YouTube, which I think is ridiculous because there's absolutely no credibility on anything on that. Um, also, the, the ship they found in, in a cave somewhere. And don't get me wrong, I'm a true believer. I just think that some of this is, is over the top. Um, I live in Ellensburg, which is where. Yeah, can I can I can I answer the? Let me answer the caller. You think you're using words. You think you think you think. So I would say this in the in the. Uh quest for intellectual honesty just because you think doesn't make something real or not real just because I tell you something's real or not real the bottom line is the evidence is against you and what you're doing is just volunteering your opinion which you're entitled to but your opinion has no historic standing and not all the videos on YouTube are fake good night there are people singing in rock bands that really existed so your statement is just basically you're defeating your own purpose there are legitimate there are legitimate videos, and again, if, if you're, and I got to tell you this, George, most people cannot comprehend this stuff because it destabilizes what they 
as their world that gives them a, a peaceful place of understanding. So I disagree with the caller. He's obviously entitled to his opinion, but history is against him. By the way, YouTube is so successful, we are going to debut in the not-too-distant future our own paranormal video network so people can share their stories like that in the genre, Stephen. You'll be part of that as well. Well, I, I think that's incredibly wise. Again, the testimony of history. How many eyewitnesses? You know, first of all, anybody who would even understand the basis of evidence cannot make the statements that that gentleman made and be credible. Now, he's entitled to his opinion, but the point is is that it's like this. It's like the, the powers that be have controlled the airwaves. They have controlled the publication realm. Outside of Coast to Coast and a few other shows on the radio and uh, the people posting stuff on the Internet, and look at how they're vilified. And when I know I've interviewed people, George, and so have you, that have been murdered after coming forth of what they know, I tell you this, they know something that got them killed, and so they don't get killed because they're just sitting around, you know, smoking hashish, okay? They get killed for what they've revealed because, again, the control of information is the control of the population. The dissemination of information is to direct the population to a desired point that the powers that be, the Illuminati, want them to be. And I believe that's the point of slaughter. Let's go to our Skype line. Julio's with us, Ames, Iowa. Go ahead, Julio. Hey, George, how you doing? Okay. Steve, uh, God, God bless you, Steve, for uh, all you're doing. Uh, two questions for you. Uh, number one, uh, do you think, since we're living in like a, a genetically modified world with all of our food, our water being poisoned, weather modification, do you think with the secret meat eating that they had in Afghanistan, they're getting things set for Project Bluebeam Blue by NASA? And then secondly, uh, national level, level exercise 2011 is coming up in May, uh, around Illinois and a couple other states. Do you think they will manipulate an earth, a huge earthquake like the new Madrid semiotic zone back in 1811 to get us into like a martial law scenario? And God bless you, Steve, once again. Well, um, yes on all the questions and take them one at a time. Project Bluebeam or the holographic uh, manifestation of whatever imagery that the powers that be want to project is a very real technology. But they've even gone uh, a step beyond that now with the voice of God through infrasonics and other technology being able to be beamed into our heads. A national level exercise, everybody I talk to, everybody, it doesn't matter, intelligence, military, law enforcement, former whatevers, everybody is being told, get your six months worth of food, get ready, it's coming down. So it, they, their statement is never let a good crisis go to waste, and the best crisis is the one you generate to bring about the ultimate uh, uh, control over the people. So yes, 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 and more yes. Every day, what troubles me, George, is that the American people are very, Vilified. Whether you're a patriot, whether you're a veteran, whether you're a constitutionalist, whether you're uh, somebody who believes in conspiracy theory, good night. They And I will say this, good bloody night. They're the ones who are creating the conspiracy and then claiming that people who uh, who identify the conspiracy are, are treasonous or are, are threats to society. And meanwhile, we take on, if, if you will, we're taking on the same outpicturing as the Third Reich or the Fourth Reich. And the point being is, is that control, control, control. And I started out on my radio career almost 19 years ago, 
thing, the ultimate goal of everything they do is ultimately control and destroy. And I think that's what we're seeing. The famine, uh, uh, the famine that's being generated, the floods, literally. People should read the book of Isaiah, the 24th chapter. I posted it on my website, stevequail.com, and read about how the earth is going to shake on its foundations, how it's literally going to split apart. And, and then we get into all of the prophecies of, of ancient land masses rising. The reason why India is having so many interesting finds are, uh, archaeologically and historically is because a lot of the cyclones are turning up stuff that have been buried underwater. David uh, oh, good night. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Grant Jeffries, not Grant Jeffries, uh, forgive me, the guy that wrote Underworld. Um, um, oh, for, oh, I'm trying to think of his name. One of, the, one of the leading guys in the world wrote his book Underworld about all the ancient civilizations that have gone underwater, like Yanguni off in Okinawa and stuff. And so what we're at, we're at a point now where all that's coming to the forefront. The national level exercise that the caller talked about is under the guise of exercise, you preposition men and materials for an operational plan. And when we're hearing about a half a billion dollars in food being purchased, we're hearing about body bags to be used in the case of flooding. When we're hearing about the crystal caves in Arkansas starting to resonate because there's so much energy being poured into them. That's called loading the faults, L-O-A-D-I-N-G, the faults. When you're talking about the very stuff of 6,000 years ago of the Vimana flying machines having beyond nuclear weapons, having weapons that would literally uh, uh, not only fry a person, but cause them to disappear. And by the way, the Vimanas had cloaking, meaning invisibility. And so how do these ancients come up with formulas for propulsion? How is it that every civilization of the world that has a, the myths of either flying machines or craft of whatever kind, it's not just the Hindus, it's obviously the Babylonians, it's the Chaldeans, it's the Chinese. How does one explain that when you can get Chinese silk paintings of the emperor of its time flying around his little uh, George Jetson machine? You know, it, it's astonishing because, again, that's the kind of history I pray we get taught. That's the kind of history that isn't being taught. Stephen, uh, you're very spiritual. There's a religious group out there that believes May 21st is going to be the end. What do you think? I don't think that at all. I don't think that at all. I think that obviously the Illuminati, the Luciferian, the Brotherhood, they have dates that are significant to them. And what's interesting to me, George, is that the dates now are being thrown around ever so much. But everybody that I talked to, including uh, the last time you and I were on your show together, uh, you know, some of the leading banking investment firms were headed into their bunkers already. So the strategic positioning of men and materials, and you know, for those in the Pentagon, for those in the CIA, NSA, uh, all of the three and four letter agencies out there, remember, there are people that you don't even know exist that are going to use you guys as cannon fodder. And uh, when you go to where do we go next, it's going to be such a, a perilous period of time that there's never been anything like it. And, and this is what's going to be so destabilizing. Look at Australia. You just get over the floods and you get the fires. You just get over the fires and now they got to deal with giant locusts. I thought that was it. You probably saw that, George. Yeah, sure did. Everything is absolutely becoming biblical plagues on steroids. And the thing that uh, I think that is the most astonishing and yet confounding of all this thing is 
two and two still is four. It doesn't matter if Time Magazine or Newsweek or CNN, Fox, if they say two and two is seven, eight, or nine. You saw the story. They're just now getting with the chemtrails. Excuse me? They're 15 years late. Let's go to Greensboro, North Carolina, east of the Rockies. Hello, Ross. Take it away. George, hi. Uh, Steve, <clears throat> well, you tell me, do you um, think that we are now being uh, influenced and monitored by ETs? And is Egypt, what's going on in the Middle East, is, is it proof of that? In other words, is there mind control being used? Because the Middle East has erupted overnight. I don't think it's going to be an ET-related issue, Stephen. Do you? I, I think no, it's no, no, no. I, I share this. I don't believe so either. You've got to stir up the masses, and if you know anything about how the intelligence community works, and listen, I had some great instructors in this stuff. You are seeing absolute, full-scale, full-court press of the destabilization of the Mubarak government. You're seeing uh, it spreading into Jordan. Even uh, the Queen of Jordan now is being targeted by Jordanian extremists. There's somebody stirring, I won't use the word, but stirring the stuff, okay? And the whole idea is to bring the whole world into a global upheaval. It's going to happen, by the way. Yet it might be, in some cases, justified. Here's Mubarak. He's, he's got $70 billion in the bank somewhere, Stephen. He hasn't worked a day in his life, really. Well, no, and i got to tell you something. I'm not a fan of dictators, okay, including the ones that we have in this country. And, and, let, and in my opinion, okay, this is my opinion now, the people, that, remember the famous statement, it's not who casts their votes that count, it's who counts the votes that count. <laughs> So and so true. the thing that what I'm trying to get people to understand is we're seeing, listen, the motto of the Illuminati is order out of chaos, ordo ad chaos. They have to take away the old to bring in the new. They're willing, just as the phoenix self-emulates, they're willing to nuke the different cities. By the way, I just posted a, a video on my website. Maybe you've seen it already, George, but a guy in San Diego saying, of course we've intercepted nuclear materials and nuclear weapons yeah. and now they're claiming he's crazy i can tell you this if it were not for the grace of god of some incredibly brave men and women in july of four or five years ago 29 cities would have gone up in this country that had pre-positioned nuclear weapons say, yeah you can't know that of course i can't unless somebody tells me that but the point is is that when i said that on on uh, your show well then, and paul paul williams also did he he believes six cities were targeted right and he has come under the wrath of uh, everybody because oh yeah of see the, so the thing is remember this you can't stand the song so you've got to quit play you got to kill the uh, minstrel you can't stand the message you got to shoot the messenger i mean i got to tell you something they work overtime to discredit anybody. When I talk about giants on your show, it's fascinating because Stan Dale, who handles my web statistics and website, he'll give me printouts, and I can tell you, it's pretty amazing who listens to us. When we talk about that, it's like a hot button. We talk about Stargates, it's a hot button. We talk about the stuff that we talk about, it's like, you know, some things they let ride, other things they won't let ride, and they interrupt. They'll uh, Tonight, for instance, Hawk, my guest host on my Survive to Thrive show, right. he was taken off the air the minute he went on, and the, the and the whole uh, server I, I farm. I heard about the, that. Somebody clipped him, huh? Yeah, they took him down. And the minute he got off the air, it all came back. Nice timing, isn't it? Yeah, nice timing. And what he was going to talk about, you know, was the Middle East. And, and the intel coming from the Middle East. Listen, 
This is a setup. This is an absolute manipulated setup to draw the whole Middle East into a global war. We'll get into it. The Russians are positioning assets. The Chinese are positioning assets. And this is a time for people to become sober and do their homework. Well, you know the old saying, Stephen, times, they are a-changing. Stephen Quayle. And there you have it. So, you heard Dave and I talk about the Vimana and time travel. You've heard the interview from uh, George Norrie, Coast to Coast AM. And now I'm curious what you think. What do you think? Do you think this is complete and utter bullshit? Do you think uh, Do you think time travel is possible? Do you think the Vimana is real? Um, I'm curious. This is one of them far-out, wacky episodes that uh, we kind of take this ridiculously old, uh, weird machine that's discovered in this cave and time travel, which time travel itself is such a fascinating, weird thing, and I think we are going to tackle some more, specifically certain time travel uh, things in the future, more in-depth. Some of the ones maybe we watched today in that video and uh, so on and so forth. We'll get deeper into some of them at a future future point. So, um, I don't know. What do you think? Do you want to hear more about uh, time travel? Do you, do you believe it's possible? Do you think it's impossible? I'm curious. Let me know. Email me. Thinktankpod at gmail.com That's where you email me. I will. Uh, I'm very curious what everybody thinks about uh, both topics, time travel and uh, the Vimana. Or you can tweet at me. Maybe you've come across an article pertaining to time travel or the Vimana or something else altogether. Uh, tweet me those those links if you're on Twitter at the Think Tank Pod, or make a suggestion of uh, what you'd like us to discuss in a future episode. Um, do all that either email or tweet two easiest ways and uh, yeah we'll go from there obviously follow the uh, sponsors or not follow but go to the sponsors the com sponsor tab Amazon banner you know what to do phoenixbeardoils.com promo code D2R during checkout 10% off your entire order and a free sample go do it help support the show help support our sponsors and uh, yeah That'll do it for this week. Thanks for listening. And, uh, I don't know. I feel like I should have, like, some sort of time travel closer on this, but, uh, I don't know. If I could only go back in time and fix this fucking dead air that I have right now, man, that would be awesome, wouldn't it? Anyways, doesn't matter. I don't know how to time travel. Maybe you know how to time travel. Email me. Tell me how to do some time travel. I'll go back and fix this fucking episode. Anyways, see you next week.
you by dream to reality entertainment if you haven't already please subscribe to the d2r podcast network on itunes give us a rating and leave us a comment we'd really appreciate it your word of mouth is our only advertising so please do us a solid share us with everyone you know thanks for listening